Mike Yardley is with us. Kia ora, Mike. Kia ora, Jack. Yes, congratulations to Barry. How many kids does Barry have fantastic. now? Yeah. Oh, my goodness. Uh, can he keep count? It's like Boris Johnson, <laughs> isn't it? <laughs> 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 got a, yeah, anyway. Um, no, but I don't, I don't. for those of you who are asking, I don't know the name of their son yet. But, um, right. And, but we will wait for the official word on that. I'm sure they've got some ideas. Hey, yep. um, you are taking us this morning on a trip to Palmerston North, and I know that people will be rolling their eyes. Some people yes. will be rolling their eyes, but you yes. reckon there are some great spots to eat and play in Palmy. And let's start with the Kai, because Palmerston North's foodie scene is actually extensive. It absolutely is. And I stayed in a hotel looking out across uh, the square, and the hotel manager said to me, if you've wondered why we don't have a restaurant in our hotel, it's because there are just so many amazing eateries wrapped around the square. And he's right, uh, dozens of them, particularly along Broadway. Uh, for example, if you like Japanese cuisine, Haru executes Japanese food impeccably. Uh, for craft beer, you can't miss Brew Union. Sorry, I'll say that again, Brew Union. It's a very trendy sort of social hotspot in Palmy. Yeah. And they've got, they've got over 20 taps of New Zealand craft beers and cider. They've got over 100 gins at Brew Union. Oh. Um, and I actually had one of their own uh, brews, uh, the Golden Ale, Brew Union Golden Ale. It's, it's very crisp. Jack, it's got a hint of grapes and citrus. And I mm. uh, ordered it up with a buffalo prawn pizza. I reckon the Golden Ale and the buffalo prawn pizza is a very winning combo. Yeah, that sounds fantastic. Nice. So what about our Little Savannah? Well, this is the latest entrant to the culinary scene in Palmy, and it's South African, so there's a really strong passion for fresh seafood and flame-grilled meat at Little Savannah. The thing I really like about it is, being South African, you can expect extra generous portion sizes. So it's the sort of place you'll want to go to starving. Mm. Um, it's particularly uh, popular amongst the punters there. You can do build-your-own platters and combo mains. Now, I tried one of these combo mains, scotch fillet and calamari. So covering quite a few food groups, and it comes with Cape Malay chilli chutney. It is absolutely terrific, this place, Little oh. Savannah. Oh, that sounds good. What about the trendy cafes and things? What stood out to you? Well, I was told to check out Munch, which is on Broadway, and uh, Munch caters for people with food allergies and digestive distress, Jack. Mm. Uh, so the menu is entirely gluten-free and nut-free. They offer... Uh, vegan, low FODMAP, vegetarian options, you name it. Um, I just dabbled from the cabinet food, which was really tasty. So, yeah, it's the sort of place, if you want to whistle up a, a coconut milk cappuccino and a vegan banana muffin, Munch is your place. Oh. But I actually reckon the best cafe in Palmy is Moxie's, which is down on George Street. And I had their uh, open sandwich, the king of open sandwiches. It's called the Elvis. Now, this thing is a grand construction of toasted focaccia, stacked with hash browns, bacon and fried eggs, drizzled with hollandaise and sweet chilli sauce. That is the sort of place you will also want to go if you are starving. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds amazing. Okay, great. Uh, the Rugby Museum will be very yeah. excited by Te Papa's purchase of an Originals jersey. It is so cool that, uh, yeah, Te Papa have got Alex uh, McDonald's jersey, $120,000. Um, but if you are a history hound, the Rugby Museum in Palmerston North, they do such a good job at tracing the story of our national game. They've got 40,000 pieces in their collection. So you'll see originals, jerseys there as well. Um, and all sorts of really interesting curios like 
the whistle from the final test of the Invincibles Tour, uh, our oldest rugby ball, and of course, players' boots by the truckload, from Don Clark yeah. to Dan Carter. The thing which I was intrigued about, Jack, when I was there a couple of weeks ago, um, the first Kiwis to play rugby overseas in 1884 actually wore a dark blue jersey with a hand-stitched gold fern. I did not know that. I don't think I knew that either. Dark blue, and mm. can, you, can, like, can you really tell the difference? Absolutely, oh, yeah. Okay. Virtually navy blue, I actually would have thought, but yeah, the silver right. fern didn't appear until about four years later, yeah. so 1888. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay, that's interesting. What, what exhibit stood out for you? Well, the thing which I really loved is the stuffed kiwi. So when the Invincibles went over to the UK and France in 1924, they had this North Island brown kiwi in a custom-made wooden travelling case, and the idea was, alongside being the team's mascot, the idea was that they would hand it over as a gift to any team that beat the All Blacks, but huh. Invincible the team proved to be, so the Kiwi came home in his wooden travelling case, <laughs> and its final resting place is the New Zealand Rugby Museum. <laughs> <laughs> oh, nice. Oh, that's great. And tell us about the Riverside Pathway here, Ara Kōtahi. Yeah, Indeed, yes, this is a stunner. It was actually developed as a commuter trail, but its recreational appeal is just off the charts. And I was thinking when I was scooting along this pathway um, a couple of weeks ago, I can't think of any other pathway where you can traverse dairy farms, forests, a pass site, a military camp, streams and a river in less than nine kilometres. But that's exactly what Hayata Kotahi weaves together. And um, the, another highlight is that artistic bridge that spans Manawatu River. It's the length of two rugby fields, this bridge, and at night it's lit up by luminous spheres. Um, and also alongside that, um, I went to Victoria Esplanade on the riverside, mm. which is such a cool urban park. Formal gardens, bushwalks, all sorts of really interesting leisure activities. Oh, that's so good. Yeah, our producer Brooke is from Manawatu, and it's fair to yes. say that she... Loves to bag on Palmy, but she said to me, yeah. you know what, even I have to concede here, Arakotahi, the Riverside Pathway, is pretty cool. So there you go. There you go. Is, yes. is that, it's the home, isn't it, of, um, of the wild-based recovery? Yeah, this is great. In Victoria Esplanade, um, I'm sure people have heard about Wild Base Hospital at Massey University. So that's where injured or ill native wildlife will go for treatment. And then... Wild Base Recovery Centre at Victoria Esplanade is sort of like the convalescent hospital ward. It's like mm. the rehab centre post-treatment. So it's free to enter to go to the centre. They're just celebrating their third birthday at the moment. And you can get really up close and talk to some of the wildlife technicians <laughs> about the work they're doing with their patients before they release them back to, into the wild. And they've got quite a few resident wildlife there as well, like Tuatara and Kaka. So, yeah, it's a really cool spot to go, particularly if you're travelling with kids. Oh, fantastic.